It is Wednesday, November 25th, a rare two-man panel tonight. Myself, Raj Geary, along with Mr. Matt Morgan. Matt, how are you doing tonight? What's up, everybody? How are you? I'm doing good. Just getting ready for Thanksgiving. We have it split up into two nights. So we're doing small gatherings, so yeah. So it's, we're going to have two did days of Thanksgiving. It, did you do it tonight, or are you doing it tomorrow and Friday? Tomorrow and Friday. Oh, that's pretty smart. Yeah. Yeah, so my Seriously. wife's family is Friday. My family's, uh, my parents are tomorrow. We used to do that when I was a kid. Um, yeah. Yeah, not so much this year, but. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. So uh, we had AE Dynamite as always tonight and NXT. Uh, what did yeah. you think of the shows overall? Uh, very good. I'm yet to come on here, I think, on any given Wednesday and say, like, oh, you know, um, at least one of the two shows is always really good to me. Mm-hmm. Generally, generally AEW to be fair, um, but uh, tonight I thought both shows were pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. They were both uh, really entertaining. Uh, Dynamite, I thought. I mean, they're clearly building for next week. Next week is going to be their biggest show ever with their biggest match ever. I thought they they did some great stuff building to that next week. They did. As far as this week, I felt like there was nothing as far as matches went that was really big that right. se- that seemed like they would get a big rating, but. Uh, We'll see. No. They did an awesome rating last week. But, like, I, I was what, – what's the new tag team's name again? Uh, Top Flight. I love watching them. Love watching them. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen them get a win this week. Maybe not over uh, Evans and, and, uh, and Helico because they're feuding, but over somebody just to establish them a little bit. I would, too. Like, you can't beat them too much. I know they're young and they're right. paying their dues, brother, but still. Um, for me, like, I was hoping they were going to be on tonight. Yeah. Yeah, I like watching them. They look good. They proved last week was not a fluke. Like, it wasn't just uh, all the young bucks. So, they look really good. All right. So, the show started off. We'll start with AEW Dynamite. The show started off with Hangman Page versus John Silver, your favorite. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It is interesting how much John Silver has ascended over these past uh, past month, really, with uh, those BTE segments kind of building him a cult following and... And here he is now, you know, two two weeks in a row wrestling on Dynamite. Yeah, he's incredibly charismatic. Um, he really, truly is. It's just, um, it's kind of like like what they did to Zack Ryder with WWE. When eventually, after like not listening to the fans for quite a long time, they kind of put him on TV, but then just to get beat by a huge name. Right. You know, I'd like to see John Silver booked a little bit. You know, if you want to take advantage of his popularity, start building him a little bit. Yeah, get him some don't wins. Ju- don't just say he gets the rub from working against Hangman. I mean, he does, but not really. Uh, you know what I mean? Get him some wins. Yeah. So it's a good match, good good opener. Um, the finish saw Page hit the buckshot lariat, <clears throat> got the cover, one, two, three. Hangman Page getting the win. Good win for Hangman. Yeah, I, I, and I wanted to get your opinion on this next segment. We went to the back. Uh, Kenny Omega in his cleaner suit that he would wear in New Japan a lot. Uh, really totally heel interview. Uh, saying he, uh, he talked... Uh, oh, sorry. Afterwards, after the match, uh, Dark Order headed to the ring. Uh, Brody Lee still out of action with an injury, so mm-hmm. Evil Uno did all the talking. He asked Paige uh, about joining the Dark Order. And said that if he's interested, Paige knows where to find him. So Paige didn't say no, and they left that open. So um, I have a, <laughs> Paige joining the Dark Order would uh, would you know, 
know, just be uh, nutty. But uh, but hey, there's a story there. Yeah, he ain't joining, but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so next we had uh, Kenny yeah. Omega backstage with Alex Marvez, and uh, he was talking about Moxley getting ambushed and not being able to sign, sign a contract. Omega was being very heelish here. I thought I thought he was really good. I thought this was one of the best promos he's done. This was one of the better promos he's done for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he said he asked Moxley to leave the garbage wrestling at home. He wants to just have like a skill versus skill match. And uh, he said Moxley beat him last year because of the weapons. And this yep. year he wants to have a straight up wrestling match. And yep. then before he finished, he didn't think Moxley's dad was all that tough and thought his dad could beat the shit out of your dad. So uh, he's saying Omega's dad could beat the shit out of Moxley's dad. So where did that come from? Did I miss something? Uh, Moxley had talked about his childhood during his promo and just mentioned uh, mentioned okay. his dad. So he was just using that. Yeah, uh, good good promo as far as turning it up a little bit of being the the villain, right between the two. Mm-hmm. Being the heel, um, I liked him in his cleaner suit. I liked uh, almost everything about it. I dare say, yeah, yeah. This was this is the best use of Kenny that they they're doing. Hopefully next week he's not wearing gym shorts before his match. That's why I'm saying this is the best he's looked so far because I'm waiting. I'm not being pessimistic, fans. All right, I'm just I've seen this happen other times, and then he comes out dressed as freaking Sonic the Hedgehog or whatever the hell. Mm-hmm. Something they got him doing that's silly, you know, and he's babyface again. You know what I mean? So, right. you know, yeah. Keep keep this Kenny because he's he's great. Yes. Um, we went backstage. They showed uh, or they had a video of Darby Allen trashing a car and spray painting "Survive if I Let You," which obviously was Taz's old catchphrase. He then light a trail of gas that set the car on fire, and then Darby posed with the TNT title as the car burned behind him. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. I like this. This was good use of him. Very good use of Darby Allen. Yeah, absolutely. So Will Hobbs is no longer Will Hobbs. Uh, AEW did take his first name, which WWE does a lot, but they gave him another one. So uh, he is now Powerhouse Hobbs. And, uh, I love that name. Much better than Willie Hobbs. Willie Hobbs sounds like the cleanup hitter from the 1955 like Brooklyn Dodgers or something. <laughs> or New York Yankees. Yeah. Yeah, you know no, I mean? it's, it's a much tougher name for sure powerhouse hobbs has a ring to it i love the name love it and as soon as you, if, if you tell someone that's never watched AEW, if you say powerhouse hobbs immediately they get that picture in their head as someone big and strong and yes so, great 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 name yeah uh taz joined commentary uh, hobbs won a, a pretty quick match over lee johnson it was a, a basically a squash match uh with the power slam and it was a that was it it was a short match the real thing was afterwards uh, Taz came out with the FTW mm-hmm. Championship, and he said that right now Starks and Cage are out celebrating and asked Hobbs to do the same, and he sent him to the back so he can take care of business. So Hobbs then took off. Taz said he has a problem with how AEW has been handling the FTW Championship and not acknowledging it. He said he's not going to leave the ring until someone from management tells him why. They cut off his mic. Taz went for Justin Roberts to bring him a new mic, <clears throat> and he said... He told management not to cut it or he's going to commentary and getting a headset. And then he got cut off again. And then this brought Cody Rhodes out, who came out asking what Taz is doing. Uh, Cody wants to move on and tells Taz that he's wasting time. He said that next week he and Alan uh, will face Starks and Hobbs. And if that's good enough, Taz says that he and Alan are getting whipped again, Darby. 
And he says he wants management to put some respect on the FTW championship. Cody says he'll run it up the flagpole. <laughs> and then Taz said, what are you going to tell me next, Cody? Creative has nothing for me. It gets a little heated, and then Taz looks like he's going to leave. Uh, uh, oh, no, Cat Cody actually brought up Taz's son and asked, why is his son training with Cody as opposed to him? And Taz put down his mic under, you know, and not on the mic said uh, that he went too far. Uh, he was super pissed. Then went away, or looked like he was going to go away. Cody turned around, and then Taz got him in the Taz mission. So he got him in a choke, and then went to the, the gun club, and Dustin Rhodes came out, and then Taz yeah. headed to the back with his son, Hook. I believe that's the first time we've seen him, unless he was on Dark or something. But um, really cool segment. Uh, this, what, was what a, this? this was an amazing segment. I wish Taz could wrestle. I really <laughs> do, because he's so damn good. His promos... I don't care what anybody says. I'm sorry. Nobody, not enough people are talking about his promos. His promos have been gold, gold with AEW and even put in some pretty precarious situations, you know, to get silly stuff over, you know? Yeah. But, but he's done gold promos in my opinion. He's been killing it. And tonight was amazing, amazing, mm -hmm. amazing, amazing realness. It had that edginess to it. I love the promo, the mic cutting out, and then him going to get the other mics. Even everything he did tonight was perfect. Yeah, this segment was awesome. It is a little weird to have a manager choke out the boss, but He's we all cast. know Taz's background. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it was really cool. Cody, I do think he puts himself in a lot of different segments right now. Uh, you know, like I'll the bigger shack, which hasn't been mentioned since since that. No, episode. it hasn't. But 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 I'll be honest, it works. Because yeah. let me ask you a question. If that was Billy Gunn, if that was anybody else, Dustin, yeah. would it have as much steam on it? No. Yeah. Cody pulls off very realistic segments. For sure. The one he was put in with Shaq that one time with uh, Shaq's, uh, what's her name? Jade? Jade Cargill. Yeah. Who has a buttload of potential. Yeah. Um, that was set up rottenly. Um, and Cody was in there in a very tough situation and he still did a very good job. I'll argue. I've not seen him not do a great job so mm -hmm. far. Dead serious. Yeah. Yeah. Her, his segment with cargo was kind of a miss for me, but I agree. This segment was awesome. Not because of him. Yeah. Cause the well, setup they went, it, yeah, the setup setup, it was they went way too long. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, this was amazing. This was, if you haven't seen it, uh, go out of your way. <laughs> it's, it's rare nowadays in wrestling to find something that feels kind of real. Right, uh, that you can suspend your disbelief. You're like, whoa, you know, that, that was heated. He loves that boy. He's a, he was like his lacrosse coach. He got him to all these different all American lacrosse camps over the years. They talked to him at TNA backstage all the time about his kid. He's a really good dad to that boy. Yeah, very involved. Um, Justin Lopez with the five dollar super chat saying every segment Taz is in has been appointment TV for me. Appointment. I might be a little biased since he's a fellow Brooklynite, but this was fire. It was no Justin. You should claim it. It was. <laughs> um, all right. So let's see here. What do we have next? Someone's asking if I have a black eye. No, it's just my lighting is way up. I'm having some tech issues here that I got to finish, uh, that I got to fix this weekend. But mm -hmm. one of my lights is out. Um, anyways, backstage we had Marvez uh, asking Eddie Kingston about the Death Triangle reforming with Penta and Phoenix leaving the family. Uh, Kingston said he was disappointed with Penta, but Phoenix leaving didn't surprise him at all. And he said, uh, he told 
pack that things have changed since he was last around here. And then Moxley showed up. Kingston stopped talking. He said um, Moxley knows him, and it wasn't him who ambushed him last week. And he's got his own stuff going on, so he left. Yeah. This was good. And, yeah, and Moxley's saying he knows who took him out. So This was good. Yeah. Um, up next, we had Top Flight versus the Hybrid 2. Uh, this was, we talked about this a little earlier. Man, Top Flight, they, 19 and 21, is that how they are? Yep, they can't 19, even get a drink after, or like one of them can't get a drink after the match. 19 and 21, and they are, oh, I love watching these kids. Yeah, yeah. Dante, yeah, Dante's the 19-year-old. The um, yeah, this was super fun match. Um, I think, uh, Surprisingly, the hybrid two seemed to miss a couple spots. There are a couple mm. botches there, but yeah. outside of that, it's really good match. Top flight looked awesome. I mm -hmm. think the sky's the limit for them. But it ended with Angelico uh, using a, a twisting leg submission into a heel hook on on uh, Dante, and Dante tapped out. So don't like that. Getting the win don't like submission. that. Don't like that. Yeah, same here. This does seem like this feud is continuing, and so. Eventually, Top Flight should get that win if if that is the case, and I'm assuming it is because afterwards, uh, TH2 continued to beat up Top Flight, and then the Young Bucks ran in and made the save. Yes, which is good booking, by the way. That's one thing they do a lot in AEW is the beatdown after the match. Someone's music hits and they make the save. I think they did it twice on this show at least. But it makes it look like the the kids get the rub from the Bucks. Mm -hmm. um, and more importantly, what do we always say about WWE when somebody's getting the crap kicked out of them and nobody comes out to save them? Right. Like, I like that people are always making the saves on these beatdowns. Yes, it takes away from the heel to try to get some steam and some aftermatch heat, especially if generally, let's say, if a heel loses and they need that heat. Um, mm -hmm. But I do like they think about that. Yeah. Uh, we went backstage, Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero. They're doing a promo. They're just talking about nepotism. And Vicky Guerrero says it, that basically accusing Brandy Rhodes of nepotism. And, uh, and anyway, uh, she said that Nyla Rose and Jade Cargill do what they want on their own. And it looks like Brandy's business plan isn't working out after she got her arm stomped out last week by Jade Cargill. Now, again, to your point, Jade Cargill, she's got that look and she charisma. Does. She can be she a big star. She could be. Uh, up next, FTR. There was a backstage promo. FTR uh, with Tully Blanchard. He said that he did not care that people were calling it one of the greatest tag team matches of all time. It was one of the worst nights of his life. Uh, he said, for three seconds, the Young Bucks were better than FTR. But that doesn't mean they're the best team in the world. And they said they need those titles. Tully Blanchard at the end says, it's their destiny to win back the titles. And the Young Bucks should fear the, the revelation. So, really cool stuff. I really like how... It made, the, like, wins and losses feel important. The titles felt important. Yeah. Yes. And wins yes. and losses, too. He didn't care about having a good match. He wanted that win. And I, I, I thought that was just great. Yep. Said you can't be the best without the championships. Yeah. Uh, then we had Chris J Jericho and Jake Hager versus Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian. Uh, I mean, this was, this was solid. A solid back-and-forth match. Um at the end, Jericho and Jake Hager won the match by pinfall. Um, I think Jericho Jericho hit the Judas effect after MJF punched Daniels with his diamond ring on, and Hager got the cover to get the three. 
So good stuff. After the match, the Inner Circle continued to attack SCU. Uh, MJF was going to use his ring again, but Scorpio Sky ran out with the chair and chased them off. So, um, yeah, that was, it was solid. <clears throat> this is good. You need to get them on TV. You need to get MJF into matches with the Inner Circle, showing that they're now cohesive or they're a team. You know what I mean? You need to have segments now of actual action of showing their cohesiveness. They're a team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, does absolutely. doesn't matter who it was against, really. It was about just showcasing those three. Yeah. Uh, next, we had Kip Sabian and Miro debuting a new show called the Miro and Kip Video Game Extravaganza. Man, what they are doing with Miro just drives me nuts. Uh, Orange Cassie walked in and turned off their console. Uh, he walked out. <laughs> I Miro and, that. <laughs> yeah. Miro and Sabian chased after him, but Trent and Chuck Taylor attacked uh, Miro and Kip Sabian from behind, and they battled for a bit around the backstage area. <clears throat> I just want to repeat, Rusev, big brute Rusev, ass kicker Rusev, fairly charismatic Rusev, is in an angle, no offense, with Chuck Taylor. <laughs> like, come on, AEW, what are you doing? This guy is a bona fide main eventer for your show, no question about it. And you could do a lot better with him. Stop thinking you're doing tongue in cheek, you know, trolling people with making the kid, making the guy do more and more video game related segments. We're gonna get this over. No, you have not gotten it over. Stop dragging the poor guy through it. Yeah. Seriously, stop. He is the only one of the only guys. There's a few. I should be fair. Like Lance Archer is one. Uh, uh, Brian uh, Cage is another one. There are some real badasses that I believe could kick somebody's ass in a real fight with this company, but there's not many. And he is definitely top of that list for me. Rusev, stop, or Miro, stop screwing him. Seriously. Yeah. I pointed out on Twitter, this man came in on a freaking tank at a WrestleMania, and now he's feuding over video games. I mean, come on, guys. He should be way higher than that. Ridiculous. Uh, Brett Murphy bringing up some non-wrestling news. Thanks for the super chat saying, just in case you didn't see my reply on Twitter, the weekend deserve a Grammy regardless. Blinding Lights is number one on the AT40 again for 20 weeks. Yeah, that was a big deal today. The the weekend not getting a Grammy nomination. So I was uh, I was not happy. <laughs> and then also dropping, oh, I forgot. Happy Thanksgiving, fellas. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving, Brett. Yeah, you too. All right, up next we had the contract signing between Kenny Omega and John Moxley. Uh, Tony Schiavone was in the ring to welcome them. And uh, Omega came ready to come from, you know, for his entrance. He had the silhouette, and then all mm -hmm. of a sudden we see someone beating him up, and it's Moxley. He beat him up all the way to the ring. Moxley then put his title on the mat, and Omega touched it and got his hand stepped on. <laughs> and then Moxley then hit the paradigm shift on the title, got on the mic. And he says that he doesn't know who Omega hired last week, but he did a terrible job. He says uh, that he thought the beef between them was squashed from last year, but now things are even uh, between them after this attack. And he said that the only way that Omega is going to take the title is to reach down and be the guy that all the fans think he is. And he said, win, lose, or draw, winner is coming for you, Kenny, which that's the, the theme of next week's show is winner is coming. That was and good. My, yeah. And... Yeah, really good stuff. Oh, oh, it Omega, was. Uh, again, super, super healy. And uh, 
It's like it, it feels. This feels like the biggest singles match that they've had. This does feel like a very big match. Yeah, it does. I to me, it's not bigger than him versus Jericho when he first got there. Right. Yeah, I was gonna say this year. Moxley versus Jericho, like when he first got there, was wow. It was mind blowing big. It felt. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And and Omega versus Jericho, their first meeting last year. Um, yeah. But for this year, I feel like it's the the biggest match that they've done. But actually, no. Never mind. To your point, Moxley versus Jericho is probably bigger. But still, definitely the biggest <clears throat> team match. Um. Backstage, we had the inner circle talking with Mario Fez. MJF is mad about Frankie Sucker punching him earlier tonight. And Jericho talked about winning fair and square and uh, Frankie putting his hands on MJF. He said, all the fan, fun and games are done. They're going back to beating everyone up on the roster. And he said, for the first time ever, it will be Frankie Kazarian versus Chris Jericho on next week's show. So they are just loading up next week. You're impressed with Frankie Kazarian versus Jericho? Well, Chris Jericho in a singles match, you know, because Chris Jericho is one of their top ratings guys. Okay, no, that's true. You get a chance to watch Chris. That's true. Yeah. Uh, False Dichotomies said, uh, finally made it. Usually go to bed right after work because of work, but not tomorrow. Thanks for making my morning commute special. Hank, happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. I won't be having a Thanksgiving. I'm working tomorrow. <laughs> Are you working tomorrow night? I work 20, like, my job is legit 24 hours. Jeez. Just last night at 2.30 a.m. I was up. With, we had a house fire. I go to everything. Wow. Re- my residents call me for everything. And, I, and I'm there. That's, that's my gimmick. That's, my, that's what I promised. So, like, there was legit a house fire. And I'm there in person. Um, like, it's, it's shitty. It was a shitty thing to watch. But uh, it's, part of the, it's part of what I like being a public servant. You know what I mean? Right. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm working them all. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Well, um, anyways, uh, up next week. So you're not having doing turkey or anything? Yeah. I'll, I'll ship you some. <laughs> <laughs> uh, best in the smokers world uh, with the $20 super chat saying, what I didn't like is that the segment was in the middle of the show. Anything involving the world champion should be in the main event, regardless okay. if it, okay. it's a segment or a match. They need to sell us on the main event next week. That's okay. a good point. That's not a bad point. I think closing the show with this over the Butcher and the Blade versus... Oh, uh, yes. God, yeah. yes. No question on that. Oh, not a good point. Uh, up next, Hikaru Shida defending the AEW Women's World Championship against Anna Jay. They did a video package before this match with Ty Conti uh, talking about her uh, friendship with Jay, uh, you know, building her up. A really good video package. And... They went out and they had a match. It wasn't that long, but I thought it was actually really good. Jay has improved just tremendously in such oh, a short period of time. Big star. Big star. Yeah, absolutely. Big star potential. Huge. Yeah, the other, uh, so the finish of the match saw Sheeta duck her clothesline, his straight jacket German suplex, a forearm shot to the back, got for, for a two count, then Sheeta hit a running knee to the face and got the three count. So he caught Sheeta winning clean. I'm so bored with Sheeta. I'm so sorry. To her fans, I, I just should not be the champion. Mm-hmm. I said it from the day one; she won it, and I'm saying it again. Day like 500, she's boring for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the match, Sheeta was celebrating on stage, and Abaddon's music hit. 
Abaddon yeah. crawled out. It was really cool blood dripping from her mouth. And yes. She then grabbed her belt and licked it. Uh, so pretty cool stuff. It was cool stuff. A great setup for uh, Abaddon, but unfortunately, she's going to be, they'll have her do the JOB as well. You know what I thought was just a little weird is that she's only been on Dynamite once. So if you missed it, you wouldn't know who she was uh, unless you watched Dark. But I would also argue in a way why that helps is because of the fact that she hadn't been overexposed yet. And if you hadn't been watched the one time she was on, you're like, what the bleep is that? Yeah. Like, that's a big star entrance. You came out during a, versus the champ at the end of the champions match and did a little gimmick with the champion like that. And with her character and her gimmick, and you didn't see it before, and it's your first time seeing it. I think it makes you look like a bigger star. Yeah. And her entrance is super cool. It's kind of yes. like a combination between like the brood when they had the blood and, uh, and like Finn Balor's demon entrance with the Boogeyman stuff. Yeah. Boogeyman yeah. crawl. Boogeyman. Yeah. For sure. Um, backstage, we had Matt Hardy talking about being the most innovative wrestler in history. So he's yeah. he's now a heel again. Big money Matt. He's big, big money, money Matt. Matt. Yeah. yeah. Which Pretty he did funny. in ROH, right? Was where he did that. Yeah. I didn't get a chance to really watch it. So like he did on BTE this week too. And I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. No, he's really good at it. And, uh, you know, the broken stuff without fans, without big crowds, it doesn't really work. No. So I think this is a big improvement. Me too. Uh, he talked about 2020 being a tough year and wants to inspire everyone to fight on. He said, if he can live through insurmountable odds, so can everyone else with their mundane little issues. And he then implores fans to consider, what would Matt do, survive, thrive, and win? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had a backstage segment with Ricky Starks, who looked like he shopped at the Rock's old clothing store. Uh, looked like a does. star. He always does. But do you really think he does, or do you think he looks out of place? Oh really? I think like he when does. he when he when he hits the ring wearing his loafers and no socks and white booty choker pants, and like, I don't know, it doesn't work for me with him. And I know we talk about dressing like a star. Yeah, I don't know what it is that irks huh. me about it with him. It's not fair because I say it every, all the time. You should take not credit. You should take pride in how you show you appear on television. Right. So I shouldn't drag him too much, but like I don't know what it is with him. I just don't buy him. He's very good in the ring. Yeah. His character stuff, I don't know what it is. What is Stroke Daddy? I don't know what, what it is. Who is he? Well, I think he's he's trying to be annoying. <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's part of it. I, All I right, don't... then he's done that then. He's accomplished that. <laughs> um, he's very good in the ring, though. He's very good. And he's got a think... ton of potential. So you're not a, a fan of his on the mic? Sometimes when I watch NWA, sometimes I would be, and then mm-hmm. he'd like do weird stuff, like his gyro, his, his like posing he does, and, and he does, I don't know. I don't want to drag him too much because he's young, has you know, yeah. And he's he's gonna be a star. It's and just I, he, he ain't there yet. Yeah, and at least he's trying. He's trying. With at the least he's trying. And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. No, you're right. And then uh, he was with Brian Cage and Powerhouse Hobbs uh, talking about Taz leaving, and Stark said they love being in AEW, but they hate Cody. And he thinks that Cody's ego gets in the way, especially when he's mad about losing to the group last week. That was good. Yeah. That was good. Very good. Uh, Terry on <coughs> Jr. with the 517 Super Chat. Uh, he said, next year, visit AEW map before it begins with the short speech in front of the audience and then meet the wrestlers backstage. It's a new experience. So yeah, he's right. asking you to check out AEW next year when things are hopefully back to normal. All right, TAJ, you got it. 
Uh, finally, main event time. Butcher and the Blade versus Pac and F Ray Phoenix. Uh, Eddie Kingston was on commentary. Uh, good back and forth match. I'm telling you, the Butcher and the Blade, they've won me over. I did not like their gimmick at first. But <laughs> they're really good. They are very good in the ring. Uh, in the ring. Yeah. 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 I, I wish they'd do more of those backstage segments where they're in the, the slaughterhouse, you know, chopping up meat. But <laughs> Me too. But but this was good. And uh, I was actually really shocked. Uh, Butcher and the Blade, uh, at the end, Kingston crotched Phoenix, who was on the top turnbuckle. Butcher and the Blade hit the powerbomb cutter for the pinfall win. So Butcher and the Blade getting the win. Yeah. I don't know how I feel. I mean, they are good. If I could just delete their entrance and what they wear, <laughs> they're phenomenal. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I wouldn't have beaten Phoenix and, uh, uh, you know, Phoenix and, oh my gosh, what, what just happened to me? Uh, Phoenix his and Penta. His uh, brother? Yeah, Phoenix and Penta. This just, you know, a week after they just reformed with, with Pac, or two weeks after. Seems uh, because they're gonna one of them's leaving, obviously. Don't you, you think? think? Oh, yeah, no. I think you don't think Phoenix is done. No, I don't think so. No, I mean, not with the company, with the, with the, the group. With the group, I, I, I didn't see that. I can't, I can't see them splitting Phoenix and Penta. I mean, because what's his name? Eh, maybe not. And what and what's his name? A commentary was awesome. As always. Yeah, Eddie. He's, Eddie. He's money. Yes, he is. Uh, so after the match, uh, Death Triangle's getting beaten down by Kingston's family. And all of a sudden, Lance Mar Archer's music hit, which at first I was like, whoa, this is so random. And then yeah. Archer came out. He started attacking uh, He started attacking the heels. He got rid of Eddie Kingston and the Butcher and the Blade. And they, I mean, it... They kind of explained on commentary that Archer is sick of Kingston talking trash about him over the last few weeks. I, I, I don't know. I didn't really. Did he talk did trash he, about him? Did I? Yeah, know? exactly. I don't. I didn't even really remember that unless it was just <laughs> kind of passing. Thank you. Me either. So, anyway, that was how the show ended with uh, with the Death Triangle and Archer, and Archer and Kingston were talking smack to each other. I would. Give it a, um, excuse me. I'd give them a, uh, um, eight. Eight? Mm hmm. I'd do. It's good, it was a good for show. For Dynamite, it was really entertaining, really good. I'd do seven and a half. Okay. Nothing, nothing was, the, the segments were really good. The matches were, were fine. And no big matches, but the, the segments were awesome. Yeah. They moved so that, a lot of stories along tonight, too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, our good friend Jackson Callens saying, Happy hey, Turkey Jax. Day from me, my wife, and my little girl. You too, Jax. Yeah, happy uh, happy Thanksgiving to all our U.S. listeners, for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, up next, we had NXT uh, with Kevin Owens filling in for Wade Barrett for tonight only. And, of course, Beth Phoenix joining remotely and Vic Joseph. So... Uh, the show opened up, Ember Moon versus Candice LeRae. Uh, Candice LeRae was out with Indy Hartwell, and uh, they go, they had, really, they had a good match. Uh, LeRae ended up winning after a super kick and a wicked stepsister to Moon for the pin. This was a very good match. Great way to open the show. 
this was an amazing, I thought of a very good kickstart yeah. to the show. After the match, uh, Tony Storms came out, helped her up to her feet, and then like this, she turned heel and beat the crap out of Ember Moon. So fans were booing as Storm unloaded on Moon, destroyed her at ringside, Loved launched it. her in the steel steps, and, uh, and then threw her into the ring. LeRae, Kai, Gonzalez, and Storm just beat her down. So we now know that, who's the fourth woman on their team, on the heel team. That word games. That is a hell of a faction right there. They became one in real life, after, not real life, but after this war games. Also, it sets Tony Storm up. Take that nice little title away from a certain somebody. I think. <laughs> I think she continues to gain popularity. Everybody seems to love her. I feel like everyone involved with this segment should be on the main roster. Um, and it would greatly improve Raw. Raw really needs some... Some talented women, and here Krana Shah with the $5 super chat saying the women's war game match is stacked. Oh, yes, and it, I mean, it's eight, I mean, eight women all ultra talented. Uh, Tony versus EO down the road is money. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. I'm thankful for this amazing podcast as always. Much love. Oh, wow, thanks, Krana Shah. I just said that about, uh, um, yeah, uh, Tony Storm versus EO would be exactly money, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then. Bigfoot Sneakerhead saying, I know this is off topic, but that NXT NXT UK oh, Walter yeah. match you talked about, Matt, was amazing. Wasn't it? And well, the main event in NXT today was also amazing. Yes, it was. Absolutely. Yes, it was. But that Walter match for me, for me, is the best match I've seen this year. Dead serious. Yeah. Or my favorite. Yeah. Uh, Jake Hudson uh, just sending a super chat. Thank you, Jake. Much appreciated. Thank you, Jake. Yeah, Tony Storm. I mean, I think turning heel, it just... Just, I know it's it was, unexpected. I it was great. I know it's unexpected, and she is the proverbial proverbial WWE baby face, in, like in Vince's in Vince's mind. You know what I mean? Like that's Vince's perfect female baby face. Mm-hmm. But um, this sets her up to win the title. I think. I think this is a good move. Yeah, it is interesting. Indy's not in the match. Justin Lopez with super chat saying, "I'm guessing they're figuring Indy isn't ready for this spot." Or One something thing else. I noticed, uh, I don't know if you noticed this, Matt, but when they were doing the beatdown, actually, Indy Hartwell wasn't a part of it. She was just kind of watching from the corner. So I wonder if she's Maybe she's hurt. She could yeah. be. Uh, they showed the Undisputed Era entering the building. And back mm-hmm. from break, we saw Legado del Fantasma having drinks. Uh, they talked about staying true to the history of Lucha and their own vision mm-hmm. and how they should take the NXT Cruiserweight title from the sideshow to the main show. Escobar mentioned how the title was like recently. That. Yeah, yeah. Escobar mentioned how the title was recently defended at Takeover for the first time. This has been this his year and their year, and they've taken out everyone. He's they right. Ask who's, yeah, they ask who's next, and Kurt Stallion is mentioned and shown who had become the number one contender on Two Hundred Five Live, which is a show that no one watches. <laughs> and uh, they go on and brag about how uh, when they say they're going to do something, it gets done, and they have a toast to end it. So it's pretty cool. No, this is a good, this is very good. I liked this. This clicked with me. Yeah. They were very confident, and what they said was true. Yeah, like they have gone through everybody pretty much. Um, it is because of them that the title was actually defended at an actual pay per view. Finally, like I don't know. I dig what they're. I, I like what they're doing right now. Actually, I wasn't a fan at first of demasking him. I hated it. Yeah, but it's working yeah. now. Um. 
back in the ring, the Undisputed Era came out. Uh, they cut a they cut a promo. Um, I'm so bored with these guys. I'm sorry. I'm so over them. I agree. I, I mean, uh, this was on at the same time as I believe the uh, the Taz stuff, and so. I just, and Adam Cole is, he's a fantastic promo, but just oh, feels like they're saying the same thing over and over. Because they are. He has outgrown that place. He is playing in a sandbox at this point. Got to get him on Raw or SmackDown. And I know you're worried about his size and how they'll book him, but they got to do something with him. He's a much bigger star than what they've got him with doing in NXT. It just seems like they recycle stuff with him. Mm-hmm. It feels right. that way, at least. No, I agree. He's kind of running on a treadmill right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So Cole said he'll make sure that McAfee and his guys are never the same after War Game, and that is undisputed. And then they pose together and drop the mic while their music hits. Can we say really quick, hang on. uh, I'll spit my food out for you, Raj. (laughs) No, but go go ahead and finish. I'm dedicated (laughs) to my meals, brother. I will never miss them. Um, But listen. Absolutely. um, What drives me nuts about them is when they try – to end their promos with Undisputed. I can't stand it. It is so tacky. It's <laughs> hokey, and it's like some baby face 1980s. Like, uh, geez. Uh, let's say it's Jericho and Lance Storm, right? And they finished, I'm not saying they did, but let's say they finished their promo with something super cheesy, like, I'm the thrill. He's the seeker. Tonight, you're going to see why we're called the thrill seekers. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know what I mean? Like like yeah. Marty Janetti and like Shawn Michaels. Like it's just so cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> We're undisputed. You're gonna find out. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no, I hear you. No, it does seem very uh very rehearsed. Like uh that that one line they'd spent most of their time working on. Um up next, we're backstage. Candice LeRae uh, talked about Dakota Kai and Raquel, Raquel Gonzalez being on our War Games team and in- introduced the fourth member, who was, of course, Tony Storm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to hear your po- here's to your point, uh, Storm said how she promised a storm when she returned. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, anyway, Yikes. so that was, <laughs> that was that. Lazy writers. Come on, you guys. Let them do their own thing. Let them talk on their own. See what they do with it. Yeah. Uh, up next, Kushida versus Timothy Thatcher. Uh, from just a match standpoint, this was really good. I know uh, as a character, Thatcher hasn't been doing it for me, um, right. nor Kushida. Me either. But from an action standpoint, this was really good. If, you, if you're just a if fan I of ca- just, just wrestling. I, cared, I was going to say, if I cared about both these guys, this would be a really good match for me. To have watched, but mm-hmm. I don't care about either. Yeah. So yeah. I was watching really good athleticism, and like you said, very good chain wrestling and very good wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like with MMA, some people could watch just anything, and it, you know, just two guys fighting who you don't know. I but can't. the ones that sell are when you have yeah, exactly. Most people can't, and that's why like only UFC gets you know good ratings. But uh, you get two superstars, two characters, and a story. Uh, then you got yes. something huge. Yep, I can get into it an hour before the the the, the fight if they do the pump up videos, basically. Mm-hmm. You know about what, what who who each person is, right? Them working out, what they got to work on for this fight coming up, what they got to look out for. Like when they start saying that stuff and talking about that, okay, mm-hmm. I'll sit and watch a little bit of it. Yeah, but like I don't know, 
if I don't get that, I don't care about it. I won't watch. Yeah. Um, Michael, the virus was uh, really liked your promo, Matt. It's a damn good promo, Matt. Thank uh, you. That was right off the cusp, too. Huh. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Kushida actually won after uh, Tommaso Ciampa came at ringside, uh, which distracted Thatcher, and Kushida hit the hoverboard lock. Thatcher tapped out. That's a ridiculous name. <laughs> yeah, the Back to the Future, it's just, I don't know, when when wrestlers are, it's one thing to be inspired, like you have an inspiration, like when Rey Mysterio will have a little bit of Spider-Man in his outfit, That's I think that's cool. But when he, if he was actually dressed up like Spider-Man, it would look ridiculous. And, and Rey Mysterio himself, I would argue, is a superhero. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he looks like one, like with his mask and his matching gear and stuff. And like, so... It, but then again, he did dress up as what Phantasmo, whatever it was, Phantasma, whatever the hell the character was back in WCW versus Eddie Guerrero. Oh yeah, when he wasn't fully, 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 fully over yet. Because I was going to make the point that it, Ray could do it because he's a main, he's already proven to be a champion, a main event talent. So it doesn't look like a mark dressing up as Spider Man, right? right? Yeah, he's proven himself. But when you haven't proven yourself and you haven't gotten yourself over yet, mm-hmm. and you're coming in as something else. You do look like a mark, in my opinion. Yeah, and yeah, when you're pretending to, when you're pretending to be somebody else, right? Know, just, why Back to the Future? I still don't get the connection. I know a, where he came from in Japan. I get the gimmick that they were doing, the time splitters. I get it, but why Back to the Future again? I don't get it. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's random. Did you? Uh, let, let's be honest. Ten years ago, somebody said, "Hey, some dude." from Japan is going to be doing a back to the future gimmick character. You'd be like, what? Why back to the future? <laughs> I mean, it's a great movie. It's an awesome movie, but like, come on. Yeah. I mean, I could see you using Biff as an inspiration for a heel. Character. Right. <laughs> for a big bully. For sure. Right. Braun Strowman should be watching him. Actually. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I, I prefer uh, uh, Dexter Loomis doing something more like that than what he's doing. Yes. That's another story. Uh, So back in the ring, Pete Dunne. Actually, there was something before that. Oh, yeah. After the match, uh, Ciampa just asked Thatcher if he has a problem with him now. When walked up the ramp, Thatcher was upset in the ring. They did a video package on last week's women's main event uh, with Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai. The women's championship main event between Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai. Uh, Ripley wonders where she'll go next and uh, said she'll speak later tonight. And Kevin Owens will have the KO show with Leon Ruff. And so that was next. This was, I thought this was awful. You know, it was you know, because it was. This yeah. was a, this, this bombed. Yeah. I mean, Owens was trying to be funny. It, it tried. Just didn't click Wasn't. Leon Ruff. <clears throat> this whole thing was was bad. I, I don't think Kevin's show is always very good, honestly. It's not just this one. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Owens just has a baby face. He just hasn't. He's his his humor just hasn't been connecting. You know, whereas, I think he, he's normally hilarious, but like yeah. as a heel, he's yeah. much better, much more comfortable. He does a great job. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, at one point in the promo, Ruff mentioned Gargano. And then Kevin Owens kind of put his head down. It's like, well, you know, what that means is that his music's going to hit and he's going to come out. 
and he did a <laughs> countdown three, two, one. Didn't come out, and then like five, ten seconds later, he did. And then that part Gargano, was good, actually. That part was good. Yeah. And then Gargano started cutting a promo. He mentioned Damien Priest. Same deal. Gar- uh, Owens counted down. His count was off, but uh, Priest still came out. And William Regal then came out, announced that next week it was going to be Priest versus Gargano versus Ruff in a triple threat at TakeOver War Games. Which and he added which, a playa as he walked off. Why? That's what Teddy Long would do whenever he, uh, he would make an announcement as GM when he was smacking right, the GM. Right, and I know that. But so I think he was just spoofing Teddy Long. Just for the hell of it? Yeah. Oh. Um, well... What I was going to say was, this was predictable. We said they were going to be having a three-way. Um, I still think Priest needs to have this title, if not the heavyweight championship. Mm-hmm. He's the whole He's the whole package. Yeah. Uh, they had a quick re- pre-recorded video from Finn Balor. He said he laid the groundwork for war last week, so whoever wins the upcoming war at War Games better not put checkers on his chessboard. And he said, if the winners of the war have a problem, he's not hard to find because the champion works on Wednesdays. And that was it. Short and sweet and to the point. Yeah, it was. It was easy. Uh, Stephen Marchetrulli asking, are we headed towards Balor versus Cross? What makes us say this? Carrying Cross, I think, is... I mean, I think he should be on his way back soon. He Okay. So, I would... I'd love that. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yes. I, I'm getting the impression that Balor, Balor, ugh, Balor isn't cleared yet, and Karrion Cross probably still needs a little bit, so it's not happening next week, I would guess, uh, you know, at War Games. But, um, yeah, that would be that would be outstanding, and getting Cross I, back to where he was. Can I ask a question? Why, when Finn Balor got hurt, he didn't have to lose the title, but when, you know, Cross did, he did? I think because it was back-to-back, maybe they just didn't want to – do two, that's, oh, two yeah, that, that's, yeah, 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 that's a good point. And especially if Balor's going to be back within a couple weeks. He, I mean, still, he's been gone for a while, but, yeah. Sure. That's a great – I mean, do you want two guys like that wrestling each other that just come <laughs> back from right. injury against each other first? Yeah, it seems like you're uh, – Like bad luck is going to happen. It feels right. Like. Yeah. Seems like it's a little jinxed. Uh, I hope not. I just jinxed him. If not. Yeah, knock on wood. Seriously. Uh, up next, we had Cameron Grimes versus Jake Atlas. Um, yeah, it was it was what it was. Uh, I like Jake Atlas though; he's still growing more and more on me. Yeah, but, uh, Grimes he hits the cave in for the pin and got the win. How do you take him serious though? Like I I, I know he's not supposed to be, but like I don't I don't know. He's like a court jester to me. Yeah, I mean he's 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 Slater basically, you know, in three MB. And he's very talented. I was when I came back to TNA for like a couple shows there, so my son Jackson could physically see his dad wrestle right in person. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw some of his matches there. He's good. Right. He, he's very talented. Um, but he they could do more with him than what they've they got him doing. Yes, he's in a lot of stuff, but he's always showing his ass. So he's got him like being like the punk. Like he's always getting played and and, and clowned and beat up mm-hmm. and i know that's his new gimmick that's that's his character is to be that guy you know that just totally gets deboed out of every single scene he's in right but uh i don't know i think he's more talented than that 
Yeah, and you know, to that point, once you're playing that character, you become that character, and it's hard to hard, hard to get out of it. It is. I agree. Um, so, anyways, uh, then mm-hmm. Dexter Loomis came out. Grimes was terrified, ran out. Saha, right on cue. Loomis was carrying some sort of bag over his hand and pointed at the screen, and uh, he, re- he revealed what's in the bag. It was a set of leather straps, and he tossed one si- he tossed one, one side of the leather straps to Grimes. Grimes picked it up, dropped him, and says it's never going to happen, and then made his exit as Loomis stared him down. Good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Um, eh, yeah. I, Loomis versus Grimes, I do not care at all to see that. I, I, I don't. I like watching Loomis, though, for what it's worth. Yeah. I still think he does too many athletic things. I can't believe I'm saying that. <laughs> Sound like an old, grizzled vet who's hating. But because his character. Yeah. His character's crazy. Looney Tunes. Like, he, I don't know. I just don't think he's taking the time to, to, to learn these super athletic moves, right? Mm-hmm. He's stalking people all the time and he has a freaking i'm sure an ice box at his home full of people's dead bodies upside down on you know cow hooks meat hooks you know what i mean like that's what i think just it. wrapped up in plastic like dexter freaking yeah. yeah dexter morgan yeah yeah uh so, so we went back to the ring ripley was in there he gave props to Io Shirai. she said there's been a lot of speculation over last mm. week's loss but the hug she gave Io Shirai. Uh, was just about respect and that they respect each other. She says she's staying in NXT and she's focused on the NXT women's title. And then she was interrupted by Candice LeRae and Tony Storm. They mocked her, talking about calling her cute for the way she's talking about the title. Uh, they said, sure, I stole two wins from her, and but beat up Ripley on her own with ease. Uh, they taunted her. And then they motioned for Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez to come out to the stage, which they did. And mm-hmm. they came out, and this was pretty cool. Gonzalez came out carrying Shirai over her shoulder. And then she put EO down on the stage and smiled at Ripley. And then they go for the ring, and then Ripley ran out. But this, she wasn't being a cowardly uh, babyface like they did on Raw this past Monday night. But she actually ran out of the ring, took out Dakota Kai, then went back in and fought, you know, the, the heels. But they eventually, the numbers game right. took over and they beat her down. This was great. This was exactly what a babyface would do and should do in that environment, in that setting, in that moment. Um, and rightfully so. The numbers game should always prevail. And the heels did, and they got their heat. This was great. I like this. Yeah. Loved it. Um, up next, we had more of that this weird Xia Boa angle. They were getting into a car somewhere, and uh, pulled, the car pulled up to a building where the master from a couple weeks ago was standing outside. Mm-hmm. He directed the car into a garage. They get out of the car and, and are put on their knees in front of a hooded woman. I'm pretty sure this is going to turn out to be Miko Satomura. Um, they started apologizing, saying so they tried so hard, and they want just more chance and will not lose again kept begging the mystery woman lifted a finger and the master told them to hush it that's enough another black marking is put on their hands and this one and uh we see flashes of boa lee and the mystery woman and lee looks like she's ready to fight again as the segment ends so there you go good intrigue for what it's worth Mm -hmm. and miko satamura if it is indeed her which she had signed um I mean, she's 41 years old, but she's, so she's still, she can still go. She's really good. Especially she's being built like that. 
Um, I mean, they could put anyone in those, but um, that's in it that you come in with credibility right away. That's your, who your this character is, this big boss. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll see. And um, yeah, they all get in the car, and we see the mystery person in the back with the scream mask on, but you know, it can't be Indy Hartwell this time. And uh, oh, I'm sorry, I, I kind of glossed over the rest of it. Yeah, Candice LeRae was in the back with her teammates when Mackenzie approached her, said, "Anyone stupid enough to join Shotzi Blackheart's team will get run over." Um, the icing on the cake will come next week when Raquel Gonzalez beat Shotzi to get the War Games advantage. Mm-hmm. Johnny Gargano came out, interrupted, telling his wife that they have to go. Gargano also mentioned getting his title back at TakeOver, and they got in the car. We see the mystery person in the back with the screen mask on, and as I mentioned before, he can't be Indy Hartwell this time. That was good. That was good. I like that. Good intrigue again as to who, who's this person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I like the crossover with him and his wife. and You know what I mean? A lot of business was done in that last part. Yeah. And so, yeah, so next week it's going to be um, Raquel Gonzalez versus Shotzi. Spoiler alert, Raquel Gonzalez is going to win. I was just going to say, she needs to beat her. Yeah, she will. First of all, I don't think there's ever been a War Games match where the babyfaces had the advantage. Advantage, no. And this is great because Shotzi is the proverbial babyface, the underneath, the underdog. This works perfect. She doesn't lose any steam or any heat mm-hmm. losing to a freaking monster. Because that's what Raquel Gonzalez is, man. I love her. I love watching her. She, she's working slow, methodical, and she's just impressive. She's impressive looking physically. Like She will rip your face off. And um, she's got huge star potential. Yeah, I agree 100%. I mean, she just she's really putting it all her. together. She is. He's got to continue to develop her. There's no reason to rush her. Yeah, absolutely. And to that point about baby faces never having the War Games advantage, uh, the main event, Pete Dunne versus Kyle O'Reilly, the winner, gets the uh, gets the War Games advantage. Uh, this was a long match. Uh, really, really, really good. Um, yes, it was. Yeah. This was really good. By the way, we have an interview with Pete Dunne at WrestlingInc.com, so oh, check cool. that out today. And... Uh, yeah, just back and forth, back and forth. At the end, um, uh, O'Reilly slowly climbing the ladder, but a masked man entered the ring and shoved the ladder over. O'Reilly flew to the floor, floor and the masked man ran away. Dunn came back in, climbed up, retrieved the briefcase, and was the winner. So Pete Dunn wins the match. The heels will have the advantage in war games. All right, let's go. <laughs> this match was good, though. This match was really good. Yeah. Great main event. Yeah, and afterwards, Lorgan and Birch posed with Dunn on the ramp. So, there you go. There you have it. That was NXT. Very good show. I've got to give them an eight as well. I have to. Hold on a second. There was something with... Nope, that's it. We're done. Nope, we're done. (laughs) Stop listening to the chat room. You'd be Uh, a terrible answer. You know that? Because you'd, you'd be in the ring... And fans would crap on you. Like, I hate your character. And you would change it the next week because five fans told you they hated it. <laughs> no. Yeah. All right. We so did, there we was one segment where Ever Rise. If we want to leave shit out, we can. <laughs> <laughs> there was one where Ever Rise was in the ring and they were attacked by James Drake and Zach Gibson from NXT UK. And, and that was it. So, let me just say something. Ever Rise, I do like. I, yeah. I do like them. They, they're that's a good young team. Hey, do we know what the TNA 
like the TNA guys that are going to NXT, uh, the Rascals, I hated their stupid stuff, this crap they do and stuff I see. I don't watch the show, but I see it on YouTube, like their highlight clips of the show from now time to time. Right. And is it all three of them coming or is it two of them? I think it's all three. That was the word we got was it was all three. Hopefully they did not do those lame ass characters they were doing. Yeah. They're, they're silly. Yeah. So, um, why so, is the North not there? Right. Yeah. Dude, Ethan Page and, and his partner are freaking, they're good. Yeah. I like them. So, that was NXT. How, how would you rate this show? Oh, I did. I ate. Right. I'm, I'm going to go seven. Eight as well. I'm going to go seven for NXT. Again, nothing really big happening, but it was entertaining from top if to If you're asking me which of the two I like better, yeah. I'd give, technically, I'd move it to 7.9 for NXT and an eight <laughs> for AEW. Because AEW, I did feel, was a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Oh, I mean, surprise, me, Matt. You voted for AEW again. I always will. Told yeah. you that. Well, for me, just the presentation everything, segments in AEW, always just, I mean, it, that, you know, and, that... They move storylines a little bit. Yeah, that Taz, that Taz segment versus the Kevin Owens show. I mean, it's not even Come the same on. universe. Yeah, not even debate. Yeah. Uh, it's, he is wondering, Matt, who gets the old pumpkin head treatment on Friday? Pretty <laughs> sure that segment's going to involve Big E. <laughs> oh, you better not. Oh, my God, it better not. Uh, if it involves Big E, I'm turning in my wrestling fandom card for life and never watching again. Well, did they do? They didn't do the Thanksgiving stuff on when they were on Friday nights back in the day. I, I think it was only when they were actually on Thanksgiving proper. So, um, hopefully, hopefully they don't, they don't do anything. What does that mean, Thanksgiving proper? On when when they used to air on Thursday night, so on actual Thanksgiving, that's usually when they would have. Yeah, the, yeah, that's true. The turkey bowl matches and yeah, you know. oh yeah. Uh, some sad news today. Um, yeah. Internet wrestling pioneer and. Impact Wrestling executive Bob Ryder passed away. What? Oh, you didn't know this? No. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I should have told you this before the show. I thought you knew. Um, yeah, Bob Ryder passed away. And I know I'm just going to ask you. I'm sure you've worked a lot with him in the past. Yeah. I used to do, a, do my travel. And, and, and oh, my God. He went through a, a bout of cancer when I was there. And I remember crying with a guy over it. And then, because I, I just had lost my dad to a brain tumor around the same time, 2012. And then Bob got through it, you know, and uh, things were going well, you know, when I would check in from time to time. I've not talked to him in years, though, obviously. I, I can't. Wow. Do we know if he died because of the cancer? Yeah. Yeah. He, he, had a, he had a lengthy battle with cancer, passed away at his home in Nashville. God dang it. Oh, wow. That's shitty. That's terrible. Yeah. It might, you know, when I first uh, got involved with, you know, the wrestling site in 1996, Bob Ryder was my first or one of my first, him and Spike Dudley were the first interviews I ever did. And um, this was when That's Bob cool. was doing the Prodigy chats and, and it was nothing but gracious and just, you know, super, super accommodating, just a great guy. And, um, that's cool you called him that. Uh, Internet wrestling pioneer. That's cool. Yeah. Thanks for doing, doing this before it was a thing. Yeah. Um, yep. He was anyways. always good to me. Always good to all the talents. Always, you know, good dude. That sucks. Damn it, that sucks. 
So, yeah, our our obviously our thoughts and condolences to his uh, friends and family. He's got a lot of friends. Yes, damn. And Impact Wrestling, they issued a, a lengthy statement that's up on the uh, on WrestlingInc.com, so you can check that out. I'm so out of the loop with wrestling, except for watching the shows before this podcast, obviously. But you know what I mean, like the news and stuff. Like I can't believe I didn't see that or hear that anywhere. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how would I? How how do you when all you do is work all day? Yeah, I mean that's it's tough. <laughs> Luckily, this is my work, so. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, really sad. Yeah. Uh, finally, uh, Raw this past Monday night was actually up from the week before, and last week had the world title match. So, uh, it did 1.8 million viewers, up about two percent from last week's Survivor for last week's show. Don't give it that because of that. I think it's because of Survivor Series. Yeah, yeah. This was the post-Survivor Series show. Yeah. And usually the big four, you see a bump the next day. The other right. pay-per-views, you don't really. Right. So. Yeah, you're right. So fourth best viewership since the Thunderdome debuted, and the .57 they did in 18-49 to 49 is actually tied with an episode in October as the second best rating they've done since Thunderdome debuted. So not a bad week. Uh, it's still down 14% from the same week last year. Uh, SmackDown has been, you know, doing really well, especially they're down single digits compared to last year, while all the other shows, for the most part, are down double digits. So, mm. anyway. Oh, yeah. Buddy Barlow uh, bringing up Ethan Page's contract does come up in January. That is that is true. He needs to balance if he gets the chance. He's got some real star potential, I feel. I do. Yeah. And I, do, I, I do like them as a team, though. I do. Yeah. The North. Yeah, and uh, when I said nothing really big happened on Impact, people bringing up the Tony Storm uh, heel turn. Yes, I for totally spaced that. So yeah, there was some big, big storyline stuff on uh, on NXT. NXT, I mean, sorry. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, that was it. Wow, we got through this pretty fast for a Wednesday night. Well, we did because Glenn didn't take up forty-five minutes on his dissertations of <laughs> and me reminding him that I don't know we're doing a show. Cover the match. <laughs> uh, no, Glenn will be like this. All right, you're Matt, and I'm Glenn. You're, you're talking. Pretend you're talking about like your right. your opinion of a match. I'm Glenn. And 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 he's a superstar. And they should they need to let him win. Let him be himself. Oh oh, I'm sorry. Wait, <laughs> um, yes, I agree, Matt. I agree. <laughs> Not paying or attention. It- Playing grab ass on Twitter as always. Or, you know what, Matt? That reminded me of it's like the secret of Nim in 1983. <laughs> 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 no, but we love Glenn. We're just yes. Oh, dude, we do this to you, and I'm sure you guys do it to me if I was an odd. So <laughs> it's all good. We can do this to each other. <laughs> the rest of you can't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, to all you listeners, we, we really appreciate you guys joining in. Uh, happy, happy Thanksgiving, everyone in the U.S. Yes. Uh, that's celebrating. And um, we really appreciate all you guys. So Thank you, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. So everyone, uh, we will be back on Friday night after SmackDown. It will be Matt and Glenn. And everyone, uh, have a happy holiday. Uh, uh, happy, happy Thanksgiving. And take care. <laughs>